concerned about the New York Rangers tonight definitely would be reason for concern. So the Rangers' first three games, really good versus Buffalo. Not so good versus Columbus, but at least there was a lot of offensive opportunity. And I would say just defensively, things were sloppy. Third game against Arizona, the home opener. Solid. Not bad. Not great. Good enough for the win. Tonight, absolutely awful. Home against Nashville, who had been struggling. And that was my one concern, was they were coming off a 6-1 loss to Edmonton. That's always a concern for me. When you have a team coming off a bad loss, you got to be ready. Like, extra ready. And the Rangers were not. They were just slow to everything, not cohesive, bad decision-making, just bad all the way around. They were... It never felt like they had a chance. And, and this Nashville team is is not a particularly good team in my estimation. We'll see where they end up in a Western Conference that, to me, is weaker than the East, right? So Nashville, they could be on that borderline of playoffs, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, this was... Peter Laviolette's got to be very, very frustrated with, with this output. And again, see, this is what I go back to. Rangers have gone through coach after coach. Let's just use the last three, including Laviolette. We, we won't include Vigneault, but we could. In terms of this era of Rangers, David Quinn, Gerard Gallant, now Peter Laviolette. It doesn't matter. It's the core of the team that is the problem. That is where it is. It's the roster. And that was the thing. You know, going from Gallant to Laviolette, May that have some, may that help. It might, it might. I really do like what I've seen from Laviolette. What he, like the things he said, the approach, like I think that he knows what he's doing. Will, I mean, will my opinion change over time? Very, very well possible. But hey, first year of Gerard Gallant, that was a very successful Ranger season. Was it disappointing the way they went out against Tampa? Absolutely. It was, but that was a very successful season. So as much as Gallant getting fired, it wasn't a surprise. Like, you could still argue he got a bit of a raw deal. The bigger problem I said when he was fired was the team. That's the issue. It's the way that they play. And it's a combination of, A, you're depending on veterans that are getting older, certainly, and also you have young players that are not taking it to the next step. Now, look, it's game four, so I'm not going to go crazy. But I come away with this as, as, you, as, as if you were someone that, you know, doesn't feel so great with this Ranger team, tonight's your night. Because everything you saw is exactly why you should be concerned. And to me, like, it'd be one thing if, like, okay, like, you know what? They're learning the system. It's a systematic issue. I didn't see that. I saw a lack of just about everything and really compete level. Compete level wasn't there. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this team thinks that they're better than that. Like, you know what? Whatever. We're going to go east-west. We're going to try to do fancy things. We're going to overpass. Like, I just don't know when they'll learn that that's not how you're going to win games. And Nashville beat them to every puck. The neutral zone was dominated by the Predators. What I was so impressed by in that Sabre game, Rangers controlled that. The middle of the ice was all Rangers in that first game against Buffalo. And that's the thing. You know that they have it in them. We've seen that over the last years. It's not like they're incapable. But their go-to is this just style of play that is not conducive 
to A, winning hockey games and really winning hockey games in the playoffs as well. You know, like it's just, it's not going to be what's going to get it done. So I'm going to try not to single anyone out individually as we go through. I'm sure I will, but it's not even, I don't want to make it about that. It's a team thing. And I, I just think that the Rangers, you know, hey, going on a road trip for a few, you know, for, a, I guess, a couple of weeks, right? Well, I guess a week and a half, maybe. Five-game road trip, Western Conference road trip. So kind of a getaway day, if you will. You, you, you know, you just think about those things. And I'm wondering if that's what they were thinking. All right, here we go. We just won the home opener. Going to play a national team that's beatable. We're at home. And I don't think that they really, uh, I think it's a lack of effort and it's just a style of play. And that's what leads you to this. So don't want to go too crazy, but this was bad. This was a really, really bad game. And so now they're two and two. They've been inconsistent. We've seen the first game where it was about as good as they could possibly play, a really, really just strong all-around game. And then you have tonight. The Rangers go to extremes. That's just what they do. Like, they can tease you and make you think, like, all right, like, here we go. Like, this is, this is a team that can really, really do some damage. Then they remind you what they are, which is completely inconsistent. And... In all facets of the game, I mean, everywhere tonight, you want to go power play, you want to go uh, penalty kill, even strength, just turnovers, giving a big-time opportunities. I I'm not going to blame Igor Shosturkin for this one, who was pulled. Igor was pulled in this game in the second period uh, after it was 4 nothing. So Jonathan Quick made his Ranger debut. That was probably the one good thing that came out of this game was Quick, you know, made all nine saves. I'm concerned about him. He will get at least one start in that five-game road trip. So at least for him to get his feet wet and to actually look okay doing it was probably the only real positive that came out of this game. So Rangers, again, start out slow and end slow. Like, this was not a time... I can't tell you in this game where it's like, oh, yeah, like, they... You know, this was a good stretch. No. It, to me, that never happened. So it starts out with a penalty on Adam Fox where... He does hook Yakov Trenin at 616, but that was kind of after Trenin took him down. It probably should have been coincidental minors, but I understand what the refs saw. And uh, the Rangers do kill off that, uh, that power play. But then at 1124, it's a goal by Cole Smith. Cole Smith scored two goals on the night. He scored the first and second goal of the game for Nashville. Um, and I believe he is, yeah, he's a depth player for the Predators. So this has got to be, this is only his sixth goal of his career. I got to imagine this was his first multi-goal game. Yeah, it was called from McCarron and Barry. And this was a bad turnover, turnover by Heedle. He couldn't get it out of the zone. And I think blame goes to him there. And for Philip Heedle, uh, haven't loved his game the first four games. You know, he's someone that out of the young players, I definitely feel like he, I think that there's a lot of potential with Filipino, but so far, not great. And then it was a situation where Shesterkin, you know, there was a lot of traffic in front. I'm not sure if we see it. It might have been deflective. And Smith bangs in the rebound easy. And Schneider's in front there, Gustafson as well. So that pair was on. Again, you know, I'm, I'm really down on Braden Schneider. 
but also didn't think Gustafson had a great game tonight. Either way, Predators make it one nothing there. Then the Rangers get their first power play at 14-16. Cole Smith interferes with Adam Fox. What happens at the end of this power play is terrible by Keandre Miller. So Shesterkin is banging his stick. Keandre's got to have some sense that the Predator player is coming out of the box. So it's twofold. Keandre makes a pass to Gustafson at the point, and it hops over Gustafson's stick. So you'd like Gustafson to keep that in front of him, but I'm not going to put that blame on Gustafson. To me, it's Keandre Miller. And I know I said I wouldn't go individual, but I'm going through it kind of naturally here. And Keandre, I want to see more from him. This is a player that's capable of a lot, and I just feel like I'm not seeing improvement from Miller. I'm seeing a lot of mistakes. This was a dumb decision. You got to not put it in the center of the ice. It ends up going on the tape of Cole Smith for an easy breakaway. Like, you can't do that. You got to wrap that around the board. You got to just take the safe play. And I could see it happening. And Keandre looked like you just got to be smarter. That's not a wise play. He is a turnover machine. And so Smith goes down the other way, breakaway, uh, right out of the penalty box, and a goal. Wrist shot past Jesterkin, makes it 2-0 Preds at 16-22 of the first. And it was 2-0 Nashville at the end of one. Uh, Predators outshot the Rangers 8-5 in the first period. Let's jump to the second. And as far as like line changes and switches, also I should mention, mention that Jimmy Vesey was back in the lineup, Tyler Pitlick out. So that's, they've been going back and forth with that. I, you know, I thought maybe, and I think eventually this will happen, that they would include other players uh, for the healthy scratch. It's just been those two. And I guess maybe they should, this, uh, this is a joke, but Tyler Pitlick, they're 2-0 with him in the lineup and with Jimmy Vesey, they're 0-2. So maybe you got to get Pitlick in there because if, when he's in there, they're undefeated. But seriously, um, I would start including other players as healthy scratches, but that seems to be the thing where they're alternating those two for now. Um, so second period rolls around. Rangers take a penalty. It's Adam Fox again with a hooking penalty of, of Philip Forsberg. I, and I've noticed a lot more Adam Fox penalties. And he did a really good job. He's done a really good job for the amount of ice time he gets of, not, of really drawing. I have to think he draws way more penalties than he takes. But this year, he's been in the box a bit. Uh, and he takes soaking penalty, and the Predators do score. And it's a goal by uh, the former St. Louis Blue, Ryan O'Reilly, his second goal of the season. And that gives the Predators a 3-0 lead. So, you know, Rangers are in trouble at this point. And that's the thing, too, I've noticed, is the Rangers, when they trail, they have trouble coming. I mean, again, small sample size, but the Buffalo game, they had to lead the whole time. The Coyote game, they never trailed. It was tied for a good amount, but they never trailed. Columbus, once they trailed, it got worse and worse and worse. And that kind of happened here as well. So it's 3-0 Nashville. Then at 13-16, just a dumb penalty by Artemi Panarin. High-sticking uh, Kiefer Sher uh, Sherwood. Just no sense in doing that. Again, I think Panarin's been one of their better skaters, but his style of play is such that other players gravitate... Like, Panarin is unique in the way he plays, but I feel like it rubs off the other players. And that's not good. Like, it just naturally does. But, but either way, a bad penalty by Artemi, and Nashville scores on it. A, a slap shot goal by Philip Forsberg, his first goal of the season from Tyson Barry and, Yeoman, and Roman Yossi, gives Nashville 4-0 lead. Igor is pulled at that point. And then the Rangers do get a five on three. So the Rangers, one goal in this game was a five on three. Parson and Trips Gustafson at 18 19, and then O'Reilly trips Fox at 18 45. And 
The Rangers do score on that five-on-three goal, uh, five-on-three power play. At 19-18 of the second, Fox scores his first of the season from Zabanajad and Panarin. So this was a goal that Fox shoots in off of former Ranger captain Ryan McDonough, who was down on the ice, you know, kind of an unfortunate bounce for Nashville as it goes past UC Soros, who really wasn't tested tonight. And so that makes it 4-1. That would be the score at the end of two. That would be your final score as well. I should mention that Chris Kreider's goal streak comes to an end. Uh, didn't really hear much from him tonight. Uh, in the third period, the Rangers... So you have the remainder of that power play, the five on four, part of the second and part of the third. They don't score there. And then Dante Fabro hooks Sabanajad at 328. And Panarin hits the crossbar. So maybe if that goes in, it's 4-2. Who knows? And then with eight minutes left, it's another offside no goal for the Rangers. It looked like Trocek had scored... But he was actually offside. So now that's three times. We saw it twice in the Columbus game and then once here. Uh, and then at 1946, at the end of the game, Truba hooks uh, Nyquist. And the Predators win it 4-1. Cole Smith a couple of goals. Uh, again, Saros was good, but really wasn't tested. As far as the ice times, what stands out to me is Lafreniere only playing 1245. It is interesting. Um, also, Heedle only 12.27. Part of that was there were a lot of, you know, a heavy amount of power play one. But those guys really weren't that good. Again, they, you know, that first goal against was them. Uh, the second goal against, you know, that wasn't their fault. They, they just happened to be on. Um, you know, because they were minus two. But the first goal, uh, certainly in the case of Heedle. So, you know, with Blake Wheeler, I just don't see anything. Personally, I don't see anything from Blake Wheeler. Um, I like what Will, again, I continue to say, I like what Will Cooley has provided. Um, but yeah, it's just, this was disappointing all the way around. So now the Rangers head West and hopefully this will be a good road trip, a five game road trip. They will first take on the Seattle Kraken who right now they are 0-3 and one, but they are beating Carolina 4-1 at home right now, which I think is a good thing for many reasons. Uh, but Seattle don't let that record fool you. That's a decent, that's a more than decent team that won't be easy to beat. So you got the Kraken and then on Saturday and then next week, three games in Western Canada, Tuesday at Calgary, who is two, one and one. Then you're at Edmonton, who's off to a slow start at one and three. And then Saturday at Vancouver, two and two. And then next Tuesday, or no, sorry, next Monday, um, they take on the Winnipeg Jets. So that'll be a homecoming for Blake Wheeler. They're also off to a slow one and three start. So again, like a lot of winnable games here. And the Rangers in years past have been a pretty quality road team. So I'm hoping for good things on this road trip. And I think Peter Laviolette will definitely have a lot to say. And I really hope that you know, come Saturday night versus Seattle, this looks like a different team because uh, tonight was completely unacceptable. If you went to this game, I feel bad for you. Uh, that that you, you did not get your money's worth. That was, was a complete dud of a game where they gave you absolutely nothing. So the Rangers completely outplayed, uh, you know, that that is just unacceptable and they, they're going to have to really work on a lot of things. So Rangers sit at two and two. It's been an up and down start and now they will... Uh, the rest of the month, they will be away from MSG, returning in the beginning of November. So, again, Rangers lose to the Nashville Predators 
by a score of 4-1. to one.